Uno, dos, tres. R.I.P. to the competition. I heard that that's coming three. I heard that that's coming three. I heard that that's coming three. Hello, 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 and welcome to Three's a Crowd Sportscast. I'm your host, Ray Jones. I got the one and only Kelsey Nelson in the house. Kelsey, what's up? Hey, what's up, everyone? And I got a big man, James. James, how you feeling? It was good, everybody. I'm good. I want to welcome everybody to episode 12. It's a big episode. You know, March Madness is in full swing. So this, this episode is entitled The Madness of March Continues Beyond Just College Basketball. we got a lot of big things to talk about. But, of course, first we want to start off with our Women's History Month honorees. Kelsey, who you got for us today? All right. So as Women's History Month winds down, today I decide to honor the first full-time female coach in the NFL, who is Miss Catherine Smith. So just a quick synopsis of her extraordinary career. In January of 2016, Catherine Smith was named the Buffalo Bills Quality Control Special Teams Coach. Her hire came less than a year after the Arizona Cardinals hired Jen Welter to serve as the training camp assistant coach. And then according to the Buffalo Bills, Smith served as an administrative assistant under Rex Ryan. She held the same role with Rex Ryan in his final season as the New York Jets head coach back in 2014. She also worked as a player personnel assistant for the New York Jets for seven years. Basically, she was always into sports. She's a former three-sport high school athlete from suburban Syracuse, New York. She spent 14 seasons in the NFL working. Um, She began her career back as an intern, a game day special events intern. And then years later, obviously, she became a college scouting intern and eventually she became the New York Jets player personnel assistant back in 2007. So I just wanted to honor her for breaking the barrier for women coaching and sports. So, Catherine Smith, I salute you. All right, salute to Catherine Smith. I selected Sonia Richards-Ross, a well-known track and field athlete. Um, Back in 2006, the World Cup, she won both the 200 and the 400 meter. In 2004 and 2008, she won Olympic gold as part of the USA uh, 400 meter relay team. And in 2012, she won an individual medal in the 400-meter World Indoor Championship. And in 2012, she also won the gold in the women's 400 meters. So salute to Sonia Richards-Ross, a great track athlete and Olympian. James, who you got for us? See, I also stayed with uh, track and field. I actually uh, wanted to honor Jackie Jordan Kersey. She's an American uh, retired track and field athlete. Uh, she's ranked among all-time greatest in the heptathlon and the long jump. She won uh, three gold medals, one silver, two bronze, and Olympic medal. She, su- she suffered like a severe uh, asthma while while going through all these things, and she overcame that. And Sports Illustrated well, magazine voted uh, Jackie Joyner as the greatest female athlete of all time. All right, so salute to Jackie Joyner Kersey. Salute to everyone, all the women in history, and just make sure we continue to honor their legacies. All right, for today's Did You Know This Week in Sports, we selected March 19th. On this particular day, March 19th in 1991, the NFL owners stripped Phoenix of the 1993 Super Bowl game due to Arizona, the state of Arizona, not recognizing Martin Luther King Day. Can you guys believe that? That's How do you crazy. just not honor Martin Luther King? That's crazy. One of the so, greatest like I, all-time leaders. Definitely, definitely. And also another big day in uh, on the 19th as well, March 19th, a long time ago before any of us were here, uh, in 1966. <laughs> The NCAA Men's Championship, Texas Western defeated the Kentucky Wildcats 72-65. to This was a big feat in history because back then the Texas Western team was all black and the Kentucky team was all white. So this is the first time that all black players defeated Adolph Roof's all-white team to break the color barrier in college basketball. So we want to make sure we point out those honors. And uh, Kelsey, I know you had some things you wanted to chime in with that story. So go ahead. Yes, I also wanted to add that Texas Western was then coached by Don Haskins. He used to coach girls basketball prior to coaching this team. Texas Western, of 
Cowboys defeated uh, Kentucky in the championship, which actually happened at my alma mater at Coalfield House in College Park, Maryland. Um, and just to name some of the prolific players that played, the five blacks that started for this team included Willie Worsley, Orson Artis, Bobby Joe Hill, David Big Daddy Latin, and Harry Floundry. So just many, many greats, and anybody that can remember that game, you know how just how big it was for basketball history in this country. Actually, Willie Worsley was actually one of my coaches in, in high school, AAU. So <gasps> shout Small out to world. Yeah, shout out to Willie Worsley, man. James, you were hiding that from us this whole time. <laughs> I mean, that's why I brought it up. As, you Learning know, as, new uh, things. March 19th, yeah. Very so, cool. That's pretty All cool, good. man. All good. Man. All right, so let's move on to the top headlines. Like I said, of course, NCAA tournament. There's a lot of big games going on today. Um, some games that happened earlier on. Number eight, Wisconsin beat the number one, Villanova. Wow. How do you guys feel about that game, man? Villanova was the number one ranked team. They were expected to repeat. You know, they won the championship last year, and they got defeated. What's your guys' inputs on that game? Man, I was devastated because <laughs> at Villanova going a little further than that, and uh, to be, you know, the the champions coming back, uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin gave it to them. Like, they gave it to them really hard, and and they played real well. Just to add on to that, I'm pretty sure when this game happened, that probably broke about 97% of the brackets that were left because I'm pretty sure most people thought Villanova was going to go back to the championship game. They were the first overall number one seed to lose in round 32 since Northern Iowa beat Kansas back in 2010. I know that's hard to believe, but I will say seeing this Wisconsin team firsthand at the Big Ten tournament, they are the real deal. Nigel Hayes is the real deal. I do not doubt them. I think they're going to I think they might actually go all the way to the championship game. My bracket's busted anyway, so nothing I say is going to go against me. Um, but it was a great game. Villanova, I think just that second half, they beat themselves. No, right now live, we're looking at North Carolina down one point right now, and a w- one minute and 44 seconds left. You know, you know, a lot of people had North Carolina winning the championship. So did I. So I'm kind of scared right now. And to Arkansas of all teams, that's yeah. Number eight in yeah. Arkansas. My bracket definitely got busted. Uh, well, one of my brackets got busted when Villanova lost. So, But anyway, back to what you said, the Big Ten tournament. Let's mention Michigan. Number seven, Michigan also beat the number two, Louisville. How do you guys feel about that, that game? It seems like mm-hmm. Michigan is riding real high on that um, Big Ten tournament championship. Kelsey, you were there firsthand. Tell us about Michigan. Michigan is the real deal. I mean, Walton, he himself, he led the game. If you saw the game, you know that layup he did at the end of the game, at the end of the game kind of sealed the deal against the Louisville team. That people really had advanced. And of course, Louisville, they have the size, they have the athleticism. And let's be for real, people don't, they don't hype up Big Ten basketball. We think of the Big Ten Conference, people think of more about it as a football school. But let's talk about it. They knocked out an ACC school. I mean, that's huge, that's huge, that's huge. Because most people every year pick an ACC team to win the overall tournament. You're, you're right about that. But that kid, he came to play. Like, like He's a Walton beast. Jr., yeah, he's a beast. Like, and Wilson. Love it. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, uh, Wilson's from uh, Germany, I believe. Right. Yeah, international. Yep. They yeah, can ball. So, yeah, he's he's like a Przingis. Oh, whoa, whoa! Doesn't like get carried away. Uh oh. Doesn't get carried away. He's, he's good. He's good. He, he can't be a, a baby Przingis. I think so. There's only one unicorn. Oh man, here we go. There's only one unicorn. And he's kind of fed up right now with the Knicks. Just so you know, just to let you know, he's kind of fed up right now. All right, so let's move on to number eleven. Xavier defeated Kelsey's beloved Maryland. But Xavier's been on a roll. They beat number three, FSU, and number six, Maryland. So, Kelsey, I know you have Maryland going to the chip. I know your bracket's got to be torn to shreds right now. So, how do you feel about Maryland losing? Let me do a quick public service announcement to all Maryland Terp alums and fans. We will be okay next year. We have four freshmen starting with Melo Trimble. So, I'll be honest with you. I'm a Maryland Terp fan. But anybody that has seen Maryland since they they started the season at 20-2, 
second half for them has been brutal, and they have literally beat themselves every second half. And if Melo Trimble doesn't show up in the second half, quite frankly, Maryland's going to lose, and that's exactly what happened. But again, I think the freshmen played well. Xavier, they're dominant. Before, I covered Georgetown basketball team. They played them a lot in the Big East tournament. Xavier is the real deal. Oh, but it was heartbreaking. Maryland hasn't went out in this. I don't think Maryland has went out in the first round since 1997, which is just crazy to think about. So I was hurt. I, I might as little shed a little tears, but Terp Nation will be back next year. Yeah, there's always next year. There's always next there's year. Always next year. <laughs> All right, well, I got a question. Since you keep speaking on next year, should Melo Trimble leave? We posted a poll on Twitter, and I want to give you the results, but I want to get you guys' opinion first. James, what do you think? Should Melo Trimble go to the draft, or should he come back to Maryland for next year? I mean, is he going to be a uh, lottery pick? I don't know if he's going to be a lottery That's the question, pick. is he? I really don't know if he's going to be a lottery pick, so I think he should come back. Kelsey, what you think? All right, so you guys know Melo Trimble obviously is a big deal. I know it was a huge pull for us. Everybody had a lot to say on him. A lot of people said he should have left after his freshman season with Maryland. If you guys remember, Maryland, Melo Trimble had a great freshman season, and he didn't go. He decided to come back. Then he came back sophomore year, another great season, and decided not to go. Now, this year he's a junior. Of course, he's had a great year. He's actually averaging a team best and career high, 16.9 points per game for Maryland. Um, in conference play, finished averaging 16.1 points, 4.2 assists, and 3.9 rebounds. And, of course, this year he was also selected to the All-Big Ten first-team player. Um, I think he has to come back, and I'm going to say why. Melo this year, it was okay, but a lot of people, he didn't show what he all he could be compared to his first two seasons at Maryland. So I think why not come back, finish your fourth year as a senior, get your degree, become a Maryland legend, and maybe, just maybe, help your draft stock if he will go to the NBA. And if not, I think he'll be able to go overseas and become a top player. Maryland legend? Hmm. I think I think he has secured himself as a Maryland legend for just the stuff that he's done. I mean, think about the other Maryland greats. Of course, you have Juan Dixon, yeah, uh, Grievous Vasquez. You know, I can go on and on. Juan, Juan Dixon won a championship. Okay. Right, that's the only difference. I mean, Melo, but Melo, you have to remember what Melo is doing with all freshmen as a junior. I think that in itself, you have to give them at least some props here. They are freshmen who won the tournament, and they were all freshman class. Let's let's not talk about my beloved Kentucky Wildcats. Like, let's, all right, you can you, say that. But you, Kentucky, of course, Kentucky's a whole different style of basketball. Oh, and okay. even looking at the teams, I think the freshmen that Maryland has, and of course, I mean, Melo is a DMV product, so he also helps put the DMV on the that's map coming you're from so Marlboro. <laughs> not biased. But like I said, I mean, people so calling him overrated. What he's done has been great. Mellow Trumbull's name has been in the media on and on and on because he's a great player. All right, so you just come back next year, have a great year, and then hopefully be a lottery pick. Right, because I will say some people said two years ago when he was a freshman, some people thought he might have got drafted first round, if you believe it or not. But now after this year, people are saying he just needs to come back. Because what he did this year, I don't think there was anything any NBA scouts are going, hmm, we need Mellow on our team for. So just come back, final year, get your degree, and help yourself out. All right, well, yeah. let's go to the Twitter poll. Um, like I said, we had put a Twitter poll up. We got a lot of response on that. One of our fans, comedian, or says, at comic R. Williams, he said he better stay if he knows what's good for him. So clearly, <laughs> you're not the only one. And with that poll, 53% also agreed that he should stay. Me personally, I believe he should stay, especially with a guard-heavy draft coming up. It might be better mm-hmm. for him to let this class go through and him sit out and then do better next year. That's just my personal opinion. But let's go ahead and move on to the next game. Um, we also had another number 11 win, USC beat number six, SMU. What's up with yeah. all these number 11s, man? How you guys feel about that game? USC came through tough. Listen, I was devastated because I had uh, SMU winning because SMU, you know, they, they, they have a good offense and uh, the, the offense didn't come to play this game. So USC, they scared me, you know, and uh, but they're going to lose the next game anyways. <laughs> <Ouch>. so, 
So it's, it's okay. My bracket's still intact. Kelsey, is your bracket intact? Yeah, you guys already know, so I'm not even going to go there. There's always a next year. <laughs> SMU kind of okay. messed me up a little bit, but it's all good. All right, let's move on to number another number 11. For some reason, that's the third number 11 to win yesterday. Well, and yep. three number sixes lost yesterday. That's crazy. So mm-hmm. number 11, Rhode Island, beat number six, Creighton. That was definitely an upset. I didn't expect uh, Rhode Island to get this far. Yeah, that was definitely an upset. I, I, I didn't really expect them to get this far either, but they're going to lose today too. So. Ouch, James. <laughs> oh, matter of fact, they're, they're up at the half, actually, 46-38. So Oregon better come to play second half. Wow. I feel like Rhode Island was the sleeper, obviously, because, first of all, I want to know how many people have been watching Rhode Island basketball, the exactly. Rhode Island Rams play. Um, but really, they did great defensively. They held Creighton, uh, number six Creighton, a 40% shooting. So that really said it all right there. They actually played good defense, and Creighton wasn't able to be the offensive power that they're used to being uh, this season. I will give them credit where credit is due. Congratulations. But but you're going to lose tonight. <laughs> All right. Wait, how do you guys feel about uh, Purdue, the Boilermakers? They got a victory also. What do you guys feel about that, Kelsey? Purdue is making noise. It's their 11th trip to the Sweet 16 in school history. Uh, Caleb Swanigan, 28th double-double of the season. Impressive. I will say the Purdue Boilermakers, I don't know how many people had them in their brackets, but they have an all-around team on both sides of the ball. And, again, their leading player, I mean, he's just – he's all-around great. And, unfortunately, the Iowa State Cyclones got the worst end of their wrath. But it was a good game. Yeah, they definitely played together. All right, we also had another story. Well, this is outside of the game a little bit, more so about the arena. Um, there was a Confederate flag being flown outside the Greenville Arena, and the NCAA had to release a statement regarding that. Um it was kind of controversial because, you know, the South, the Confederate flag is not necessarily frowned upon the same way it is in other parts of the country. So the NCAA wanted to make sure they kind of set the record straight. Let me hear the statement. The NCAA is proud and excited to host championships in the state of South Carolina once again. We are committed to ensuring that our events are safe and accessible to all. No symbols that compromise that commandment will be prohibited to be displayed on the venue property that the tournament controls. Freedom of speech activities on public property in areas surrounding the arena are managed by the city of Greenville, and we are supportive of the city's efforts. So, James, I know you feel some type of way about this. How do you feel about the flag being flown? I mean, it's like, you know, it's still the South. I mean, certain things are never going to change, and certain people will just have the viewpoint of, you know, the close-minded, you know, like, we got to move forward. But, you know, the Confederate flag, to me, is like, you know, it's a symbol of people, you know, just rebelling you know and and they don't want to change with the times you know that in the south it's just just the way life is but you know we gotta we gotta move forward we gotta move past that kelsey you agree with james i agree to like 110 percent. so you guys know i used to spend my summers in jackson the confederate flag you do see more in the south i will say you see it up here too in more rural parts of the dmv area and i'm sure for you james more rural parts of the new york area but i mean i think it goes back to why we see so much happening in charlotte right because they wouldn't do the transgender bathroom stuff i think south carolina should have kind of got the same thing the state south carolina has already been under fire for the confederate flag remember it being outside the state house remember the young lady that went up climbed up and took the confederate flag down and I think especially when you have such a diverse uh, NCAA teams playing, we see so many African-Americans in general playing on these uh, on these teams. It's a hurtful reminder because let's remember what the flag stands for. I mean, the Confederate, they wanted black people to stay in slavery. Like, that's just such a hurtful reminder and that it's 2017. And I mean, players and fans have to still see this, you know, when you're just trying to go to a sports game. So I really think the NCAA, if South Carolina still has it next year, I really would recommend uh, Greenville. I'm sorry, but then you get to lose it too, just like Charlotte had to lose a lot of stuff um, yeah. for their part, you know, of, of not agreeing with the transgender bathrooms. That was a federal law. I totally Definitely. Agree I agree with that as well. Let's go ahead and transition to the professional ranks, the Lakers. Man, the Lakers are tanking. James, uh, they announced earlier this week that they're going to 
bench Luau Deng and Timothy Moskov for the rest of the season. There's been a couple other teams doing the same thing. I know Phoenix is benching Eric Bledsoe. So, James, how do you feel about the Lakers tanking in order to hold on to their draft pick? I mean, you know I'm going to stick with the purple and gold no matter what, but it just hurts the game to see that, uh, you know, like, let's just forfeit the season. I mean, 16 games left, I get it. But, you know, like, the upside of that is that, you know, the rookies need to develop. And then, um, and the rookie we had this year, I mean, he's been on and off. So, it's like we need we need – we need we need to stay up in the draft, and then we need to rebuild because cause just getting a, a great player is not going to do it for us. We need to really build these young boys up and uh, to be the players that they, they have the potential to be. To be. I think tanking is, is just going to hurt the game. Okay, well, I got one quick question. And so I don't know if you saw the game the other day when they played against the Milwaukee Bucks. They kind of banded together when um, – I know Swaggy right. P went to the cup and got fouled pretty hard, and you saw a couple of his teammates come to his aid, and also the coach stood up for him. So do you think that was a turning point in the season? I mean, it should be because, I mean, if, if your coach stands up for you, so, you know, you're going to if – if your coach is going to the war for you and going to battle, so that means, you know, like it should bring the young boys together. And we'll, we'll just have to see what's going to happen with them, you know, moving forward. But we, it's a long process. You know, we got Magic Johnson now, and uh, it's going to be a long process. But in the end, I think they're going to be, you know, the Lakers of the old. All right, Kelsey, what do you think about that? So, James, you're saying Lakers fans have to trust the process, too. <laughs> trust the process, just like Philly. Trust, trust the, process. the process. I mean, I feel like James pretty much summed it up. Lakers are 20 and 49. Right. Uh, I feel like Mark J. Spears of the Undefeated said it best. He said all they've got to play for is the future in more ways than one, and that means some, shall we say, rotation adjust- adjustments in the present. And I really liked what Ice Cube said to TMZ. I mean, he said don't write off D'Angelo. He's still holding out hope that D'Angelo Russell uh, can be the, uh, turn a corner and be the star that he was supposed to be. But I feel like he's kind mentioned it right we see the team kind of coming together as we saw in their loss to the Bucks and I feel like I mean now right just might as well try the different pieces and you can always look forward um to next season because of course they're last in the west right now so all you can do is try to be positive with you know magic at the helm now and just look forward to next season right well said Kelsey thanks All right, well, speaking of other teams that were uh, not necessarily tanking but sitting star players, since D. Wade got injured, you know, D. Wade's out for the rest of the season now. He uh, fractured his elbow against the Grizzlies. What do you think the Chicago Bulls should do with Jimmy Butler? Should they bench him, or should they go ahead and try to make this playoff run? I mean, this, I mean they're still in it. I mean, I just he, – he is the leader, so, you know, you get behind your leader and make the playoff run. You're still in the East. You know, you, you can make some havoc in the East still. And I still believe he could do it. I just, you know, Jimmy Butler getting paid for that money, so – Let's see what you made of. Kelsey, how do you feel about Jimmy Butler sitting out the rest of the season? I mean, I feel like he should continue to play. You guys played his Bulls game on Friday night, and Jimmy Butler helped the Bulls get within one without their star, D. Wade. Um, and as James said, they're still in it. They could actually still get an eighth seed playoff spot in the East. And, of course, you probably don't want that because you're going to have to probably face the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, but right now they're basically tied with the Pistons, and they're within a couple games of the Heat for the eighth seed. So I think, I mean, go after it. I feel like somebody that's really impressed me with the Bulls has been Denzel Valentine. Um, I think Robin Lopez, you know, Rondo, they have to step up as well. But they still have a way to make it. And I think, I mean, Dwayne Wade's going to be their biggest supporter, um, you know, on the bench as they go forward. And they just defeated Utah last night. So, I mean, don't, right. don't write off the bull. It's too I, early. I, mean, I also feel like, it's, you know, you're doing your fans a disservice by just tanking and just forget about the season because, you know, some people got, you know, they pay tickets, you know, to come mm-hmm. see comes to you know to play you know at a at a big arena as that is in Chicago you know you got to give the fans what they they came to pay for it you know you got to play right. 
I mean, at the Wizards game, so many fans, half the fans were Bulls fans, and half of those fans held on to win wagers because, of course, the news came in the middle of last week, so people couldn't get their refunds on their tickets. It broke people's hearts. So right. I think the best next thing that you could do is have at least a team that's still playing well. Exactly. Yeah, there was a big uproar um, the other day as well when the Cleveland Cavaliers played against the Los Angeles Clippers. Of course, they went to L.A., and they pretty much benched every – or they sat everybody. They sat Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. They had LeBron sitting down, and the, the fans were very disappointed, very upset. It was a lot of fans that caused a lot of issues. The whole tanking thing and the whole sitting your players, resting your players, I don't like any of it, honestly. I don't like the tanking. I don't like resting your players. I know uh, Carl Malone no. released a statement earlier – or not really a statement, but he made a comment earlier in the week where he stated, if you have less than 10 years of experience, you should be playing every game. And I kind of agree with him. You know, that's just how the league is right now. Popovich started it. He had a bunch yep. of old players. Now everybody else is doing yep. it. It worked for them, guys. So, you know. Go back to old school <laughs> basketball. That's all I have to say. <laughs> They play right, well, uh, every chance they could get. Let's go ahead and uh, transition over to football. I know football season is over, but we had a lot of action going on this week. James, your New England Patriots had a lot of offseason pickups. Uh, yes. Let's run through them real quick. They picked up cornerback Stephen Gilmore for five years, $65 million. But he's a pretty good cornerback. They, like we also said, they picked up uh, Brandon Cooks, wide receiver. They picked up tight end Dwayne Allen, linebacker Connie Ely, and running back Rex Burkhead. Do you think those moves are significant enough to get you guys back in the Super Bowl? Listen, it's without a doubt we're going back to the Super Bowl. Because, you know, who's going to play who's, who's going to play in the AFC? Like, look at look, 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 look what a great organization just did. Like, oh, my God, yo, I'm basking in this glory right now, guys. They definitely did a crazy re-up. I'm not going to lie. They lost some and people. Got, but it's they crazy. Back. And we got high tower back. Oh, my gosh. Kelsey, <laughs> is there any hope for anybody else this season? Uh, this season? Oh, my gosh. I have, to, I have to give it to James. I mean, Patriots are going to continue their domination. I mean, pretty much got the best cornerback on the market, right? You got a deep threat with Cooks. Uh, Dwayne Allen, I love him as a tight end. He can catch. He can bl- uh, block. Gronk will be back next year. It's just like, and like James said, you got high tower back. I don't know what they can't do. Right now, so looks like the Brady reign, you know, will continue. All right, so one other big announcement earlier this week, uh, Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode. There's been a lot of rumors going on about him coming out of retirement. Uh, the Oakland Ra- Raiders have expressed interest in him. Of course, he's still signed to the Seattle Seahawks, so the Seahawks would have to either release him or trade him. So we put a Twitter poll up to see whether our fans thought he should come out of retirement. 59% said that he should come out of retirement and go to the Raiders. You know, he is an Oakland native, so I want to send it to you guys. Kelsey, do you think he should come out of retirement? If so, what team should he go to? It would be a homecoming, and I feel like who doesn't love a homecoming? Now, I know the problem with Lynch is will come with the money part of it, but honestly, I I would love it, but I feel like once you retire, just stay, enjoy, and relax. I feel like we've seen it with a couple of player, uh, players, and it doesn't always work out the best, especially for the position that he wants to play. But at the same time, could the Raiders and other teams use him? Yes. Um, but at the same time, let's remember when he left the league that, he, you know, all of his numbers and stats um, had went down. So I just feel like you don't fully know what you're going to get. Marshawn, listen, like, you know, he, he, got, he got the money. You know, he, he's invested in, in, you know, in his savings. Just, you know, just, just get those commercials, keep going. Like, you know, just do <laughs> the foundation that you're doing and just, just keep it moving, man. Because, you know, the, the state of the running back is, is, is kind of like – you know, you you have a window, and that window has closed. I think for Marshawn, mm-hmm. so I think he should just you know keep his retirement going, keep you know keep not talking to the press, you know keep us entertained, off the field. 
Not on the field. Honestly, I'm I'm kind of divided with this, man. Like, I really – Marshawn Lynch was one of my favorite players, of course. But I really like the whole aspect of him coming back and playing for the Raiders as being a hometown kid. But the way he retired was so epic. The Twitter post with the with yeah. the sneakers, with the cleat over type of the uh, telephone line, that was epic. Like, you can't, how are you going to retire again next time? You can't do nothing better than that. So I'm kind of torn. I would love to see him back because he's one of my favorite players. So whichever decision he decides to make, I'm cool with it. I just hope his second retirement lives up to the first one and he keeps his legacy going and gets him a chip because I would love to see the Raiders win a chip. And just imagine mm-hmm. if they go to Vegas and win a chip. That would be awesome too. So True. we'll figure out. We'll see how it is. It's hard to come back though, but I mean, what is he? He's, how old is he now? He's, he's he just barely over thirty. Like maybe I want to say maybe he's thirty-one. So he's not super old. I mean, yeah. he's older, older for a running back. But I'm, I guarantee they wouldn't give him the blunt workload anyway. He would actually be like you know a committee back, but he would get some of the goal line touches. So I would say maybe getting maybe twelve to fifteen carries a game. He could still do that at his age. But I mean, we'll see how it works out. Cool. All right, James. So. uh we're going to go ahead and go to your section, uh, Hip to the Game. Take it away. Hip to the Game this week, uh, Russell Westbrook uh, had, had been confronted to a reporter who, uh, you know, gave a, uh, Stephen Curry gave his uh, opinion on, on who should win the MVP race. And he said uh, he thought Harden should win the MVP race, which I think also, you know, it's his opinion. You know, obviously a lot of people around the league have their own opinion, but, but uh, Russell Westbrook was like, who's he? Like, uh, who's he to tell me anything? And uh and uh, Curry has yet to respond to it, but he said, uh, "I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with this guy." He said, uh, uh, "Curry said, uh, but if you ask anybody in the league, they'll probably have an opinion on who they think should win the MVP, and whether you agree with it or not. And it's obviously my decision and my opinion. And I believe Harden should win the MVP because of where the Rockets are placed in the, in the West and what he's bringing bringing to his team." I mean, I felt like you you pretty much said it. I'm all for Harden the MVP this year. Right. Russell Westbrook at the same time, would you expect anything less from him? No, because that's who he is. Um, but I like how Steph Curry responds to stuff. I mean, and Steph is being Steph. You know, he, he's two-time MVP. He's already won the championship. So, I mean, I, and of course, I mean, I agree with Russ at the same time. If Steph says something, why does it matter to him? Of course, the media just wanted to egg him on. And as great as Russell Westbrook is playing, I think being MVP means also how well you lead your team. And I think Russell Westbrook has the weapons. They just haven't all come together as James Harden has done with the Rockets. So that's all I have to say on that. Dropping the mic. Passing it to you, Ray. All right. Well, <laughs> Honestly, I feel as though Westbrook is the MVP regardless. Look at the amount of triple doubles he's put up. His team is actually climbing the rankings now. They were down at seven. They're at six. They actually can move up to five pretty soon here. So as long as they keep moving up, they keep trending forward, I think that he'll get the MVP. With the numbers and his team winning, Westbrook it is. That's just my personal opinion. There it goes. If, Steph, if Steph Curry. Go ahead. If anything, why can't they give him co-MVP? Who wants to share, though? Like, I mean, I, Can you I, imagine I would, Russell Westbrook sharing? He didn't even want to share with Kevin they, Durant. No, but they've known each other. I feel like they've Russell Westbrook. Will be, it would be more friendly. Okay, he was on the same team when they had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. Russell didn't want to share back then. He, he didn't want to share when it was just him and Durant. He's definitely not going to want to share with Harden, who's on a different team. As we see, him and Durant's relationship was a little weird from the beginning, so I think it's different. <laughs> so, you know, reporters do vote for the MVP, and then, uh, you know, most reporters are going to cling on to, you know, what, what is your team doing in the, in the playoffs? And, you know, in the Harden, Harden's, his, he is in third place, you know, and there are nine games above OKC. In, in a Western Conference, which is hard to do. I still think it's, it's, it's too close to call, but I would still go with Harden right now. All right, well, that wraps up uh, Hip to the Game. Kelsey, you want to take it away? We're listening with K&N. We're listening. Go ahead, girl. 
I'm glad you guys are. And before I get into my uh, topic for today, I want to just make a quick note. I hope you guys are watching this UNC game. It is coming down to the wire, so we have to make sure we mention that in this podcast. But before this game ends, I want to do a quick thing on our good friend and all the Cowboys Nation, Ezekiel Elliott. So if you haven't heard by now, I don't know where you've been. You must have been under a rock, but... Uh, good old Ezekiel Elliott having fun this off season was in Dallas, decided to go to a St. Patrick's Day parade in front of a lot of people who, of course, have camera phones um, and all that stuff. And basically <laughs> decided a woman he was with, um, they were drinking and he decided to pull down her top. Now, the first time he pulled down her top, she quickly basically pulled up her top again. Um, and I saw different uh, angles of it. Of course, our, our friends TMZ uh, got it. And basically, she said it was all in good fun. You know, she wasn't mad about it. But of course, people seeing it, some are saying it's sexual assault, you know, and some are saying, like, why would you even do that in the first place, um, invading a woman's space? So I think you guys being gentlemen, I would love to hear um, your take on it, because it's been a hot topic. Stephen A. Smith called him an absolute idiot. Um, just so many people. I mean, Michael Smith has talked on it. He said he needs to grow up. But I'll start with you, Ray, especially you being a father. What did you think of this incident? Okay, so for one, I think that he was out of line for touching her, for one, because clearly you can't just pull down someone else's shirt in public like that. That that, just, that was totally wrong. And I do agree with Michael Smith. He does need to grow up because he's, he's having numerous issues, and off-the-field issues. Like, he can't just relax and chill out. Be mindful that people are always watching, especially in this day and age. Camera phones are everywhere. He got caught in the weed store. He has a domestic violence incident going mm-hmm. on right now. Now he's pulling down somebody's shirt in public, like – I understand the event, the environment you guys were in, they were having fun. But granted, she also, once he pulled it down, she went ahead and pulled it down too. So I see that right. side of it also. But that's her body. She can touch, do what she wants with her body. You can't do that for her. You can't make that decision for her. So with that part of it, I, I disagree with everything he did because he didn't have her permission, obviously. And then she felt, she looked like she was a bit uncomfortable and then she gave into the peer pressure. So it was a little iffy if she wanted to do it or not. But at the same time, it's not your place to make that decision for her. So with that being said, I feel he was wrong. Whether or not he should be penalized by the NFL, I don't know that he's actually going to get disciplined from the NFL. It really depends on where this domestic violence case goes. So we'll wait out and see because, I mean, the, the, the Cowboys are going to need him because some Giants came back revamped and we ready to rock and roll. So, James. He has to put the Giants plug. <laughs> I wanted to say it earlier because he said, what's going to stop the Patriots? I was going to say the Giants oh. twice, but I left it alone. But go ahead, James. Go ahead. Take it away. I mean, th- that would be them going to the Super Bowl again. So that was just my point. Just, you just reiterated my point, but okay. But, uh, yes, uh, you know, I, I totally agree with you, Ray. And the fact that even if, even if that was my wife or something like that, you can't touch him like, in public like that. And for him to get suspended, I think, you know, the woman said that, you know, it was, it was she's cool with it, whatever, even if it was uh, – even though, you know, even though he didn't get reprimanded for it. But, I mean, should he really get suspended for that? Even, you know, she was cool. She said it was okay. I mean, I don't think the NFL is going to step in and, and, and suspend him. I don't think so because the fact that it just blew over. Oh, go ahead, Kelsey. No, no, go ahead because I'm going to give my thoughts last. Go, go ahead, Ray. No, I was going to say I, I think the fact that she made it seem like it was okay and she didn't really, like, flip it and make it into a bigger deal, that it will kind of kind of blow over and kind of go away a little bit. But I feel like that if she could have took that a different way and said, hey, I didn't want him to touch me, or she maybe she filed a claim or maybe she tried to get some money, then it would have blew up in his face and he'd be in a lot of trouble. So whatever he did to get make that cool again, he better be thankful for it because it could have been a lot worse. 
Yep, I feel like you guys both touched on both points. I mean, I feel like, of course, they might have hung out afterwards, and he might have known. Her. I don't know their full relationship, but I, I just feel like after, and I'm not comparing it to the Ray Rice incident at all, but I feel like after that incident, all players in their mind, no matter the sport or anything, should have realized the power of video, which is everywhere, and what they do, especially, especially, especially um, with women. And I, I really, I kept listening to different people talk about it, and I had to put myself in her shoes. And I mean, I feel like I hate people that are saying, like, well, when she pulled down her top, it means it's okay. And I think, no, 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 no. Like, if she was drunk or not, um, if you've been to Mardi Gras or anywhere else, um, you know, where people, I don't know, have fun, or even a party or a club. I think if somebody's obviously, um, if a woman does not choose to pull down her shirt and you do it yourself, nobody gave you that right. Nobody gave you their permission, drunk or not drunk. The worst thing is, even if she was drunk, you can't even consent to anything, obviously, because you're not in the right mind or the right state. I think Ezekiel, I mean, obviously, I don't think he meant to do it in bad harm. I think he thought people would think it was funny because, of course, it's St. Patrick's Day. Everybody's drinking, having fun. But it just looks so bad. And as you said, right, he's very lucky that woman uh, did not claim assault or anything. Because think about how big it was. And she said she didn't, you know, it didn't bother her. Think about how much bigger it would have been if it had bothered her. I mean, and who knows what we'd be talking about and who knows what suspension the NFL would have gave him. Now, I don't think the NFL, I don't know, it's a tough place. I like the NFL is in a tricky place because they've been doing so much in general, like disciplined NFL players. So if you don't do anything, I mean, what kind of message does that send, especially since they're really trying to send a message with women that, you know, players respect women and with sexual assault. Um, but I think it'll just grow up. You know, your OS, OSU days are over. Even in college, you should have known not to do anything like that. And I think the best thing for him to do would really be to release a statement. Um, and I would actually like to see him maybe go into some classes that talk about sexual assault. Because anybody that's been to a sexual assault class knows sexual assault can be, you know, anything such as touching or even saying the wrong thing to somebody. So, Ezekiel, just grow up. And Cowboys Nation, help him out. That's all I can say <laughs> on that incident. It was It was crazy. Or just stay away from parades. I don't know. Have everybody come to your house for a party. Then we won't know. Take their phones. Have them sign or whatever to make sure nothing gets out. We won't know about it. All right. Well, um, I want to touch on another topic that came up in the news this week. It was a little controversial as well uh, with Kansas's guard, Josh Jackson. He caught a, um, a pretty much, a, I guess, a domestic – I don't know what it would be considered a domestic assault charge. But let me go ahead and go through the article for you guys. Um, basically, Josh Jackson allegedly threatened a Kansas women's basketball player with violence while vandalizing her car back in December. Uh, Jackson was charged with misdemeanor criminal property damage after inflicting more than $3,000 in damage on her vehicle. Um, he was not suspended by Kansas coach Bill Self by, for the incident, but he was suspended for other issues, other team issues, they said, stemming from a separate incident. So basically, he wasn't suspended for that particular incident. He was suspended for a, a bunch of things. But let's get more in-depth into the actual story. Basically, uh, they, they were at a bar. Um, the female, I'm not going to say her name or anything, she was the uh, ex-girlfriend of um, Jackson's teammate, LeGero Vic. Uh, she basically got into an altercation with Vic at the bar, and the incident went outside. Jackson followed her outside and threatened her, started damaging her car, and then that's when the police were called, and then he was charged with the misdemeanor. So a poll that I put online was, should he have been punished more? Regardless of the fact that he was punished previously, 40% said that he should have been punished again, and 34% said the previous punishment was good enough. So, Kelsey, since you are a female and we already discussed domestic violence, how do you feel? Do you feel he should have been punished twice, or do you feel like the previous punishment was enough? So, this is a good topic, and I'm actually happy you said what you first said because I'm a female. I feel like this should be kind of looked at the same through the same lens for males and females because I think if we both look at it the same way, hopefully stuff like this won't happen in the future. And it's unfortunate that he got himself into the situation because, as you said, it was 
was his teammate's ex-girlfriend. I don't know why he's in their business um, anyways. And what he did, I mean, causing all the damage to her car and stuff like that, I don't think his punishment was enough at all. And, of course, she said it. I mean, yes, I understand we're in NCAA, we're in March Madness and stuff. And, of course, you're an important player for your team. But if you know that, then you shouldn't get yourself um, into these bad situations because this was a situation where he completely could have stayed out of it. It could have been avoided, and he didn't have to get into it. I think it's it's a slap on the wrist that he got, and I think it really speaks bad to college athletes in general because I feel like people go, here again, here's another college athlete um, getting off. And I think what he did was unacceptable. Take away him being a college athlete. Let's think about if he was just a regular college student. Um, I think, I mean, you would want the same thing. Think about if that was your car. I mean, what he did was unexcusable and threatening to beat a female, especially in today's world that we live in. It's just sickening. And even, I don't know, I feel like I felt differently watching um, Kansas play today because of, of what happened. And I think it's going to have a longstanding impact on their recruits because I think their moms are going to think about this. If they have brothers and sisters, you're just going to kind of think about what they're saying is okay uh, to do to women. James, what's your thoughts on this? Regardless of his pension or not, somebody needs to pay for that car. So he needs to pay yeah. for that car. He needs to pay for that car because, uh, you know, like, that's that woman's car, man. That woman's car needs to be re- reimbursed with, with, with what happened to her. So, like, you know, insurance ain't Geico, Progressive, whatever it is. She needs to, <laughs> she needs to, she needs to get her money. Mr. I Jackson. just thought it was odd for him to react in such a way, especially since it wasn't necessarily his situation. He wasn't involved. It, was his, yes. it was his teammate's situation. And then on top of that, she's a basketball player at the school as well. So I always mm-hmm. thought that the women's team and the men's team are pretty much, you know, like a brother sister relationship. So they're all pretty right. tight knit. So for him to overreact and, and really go crazy over a situation like that, he needs more help, I think, than just let alone a suspension. I think he might need some outside help, maybe some type of yeah. counseling or anger management because. For him mm-hmm. to take it to that level, maybe he was intoxicated. Maybe that had something to do with it. But it still seemed a bit extreme when it wasn't necessarily your situation. So, you know, hopefully everything works out and they get, they resolve the issues. Her car gets fixed like mm-hmm. James Hope. Um, I wonder what kind of car it is for it only be $3,000. I wonder what he did to it. No, I was just going to say, I know he did offer in a statement. He said um, that he would offer to pay for the damage, of course, after he was arrest- arrested. He said that. But I thought it was interesting. I know they said that she said the damage done was worth about 3000 But they said, like, after, I guess, the insurance people or whatever went through about went through it it was actually a thousand one one thousand one hundred twenty seven dollars worth of damage so that'll save him a little change but like you said or i think he needs anger management anytime you do that much to somebody else's car for a woman you weren't even involved with romantically yeah exactly. pop up that refund check jackson <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and move along i know kelsey you this is your topic you wanted to bring up also so go ahead and take it away women's college basketball Yes, so I have to speak against all the Turp fans around the world. Though our men disappointed us, we can always count on our lovely women. In College Park today, they defeated West Virginia 83-56. to Kind of was a whooping. No offense to West Virginia people. I have a lot of friends that went there. They're going back to the Sweet 16. But really the most interesting part of the game, and it's been all over SportsCenter Top 10 and a bunch of stuff, uh, freshman Destiny Slocum, the point guard, made a shot from about 65 feet deep on the court, you guys. It was crazy right before the half and I feel like that kind of set the tone because then they dominate the second half but it was it was ridiculous I've never seen anybody do anything like that it looks so effortless um but I just wanted to make sure we give love to the women especially um the Maryland women so you guys clap it up up I think if Maryland gets past UConn you guys College Park is going to have another championship in its sight and I will be back to go see it that was like an oxymoron getting past UConn that doesn't happen what are you talking about Uh, okay (laughs) okay 
we I Maryland played them the toughest this season. I will put that on record. So it could happen. Almost we saw Villanova go down. Everybody knows. Almost count. You just never know sometimes. Goliath, Goliath may go down. You never know. Everybody has an Achilles heel. Not you, Con. <laughs> 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 Everybody but Red them. like you're going to pay to endorse UConn or something. Your kids must be going there in the future. Not yeah, even, right? but it's just crazy. Like, they had – their their record is, is just – it's not even fair. Like, I feel crazy. like they, they got to move to a whole other division or something. They should just start playing the WNBA teams because it doesn't make sense the way they just run away with it every year. You said the WNBA teams. <laughs> like, they just should just move up to WNBA. Like, I don't know. It's crazy to me. Yeah, crazy. So, you know – he has it intact. I, I think he likes being on that college level because he has a lot of control. I don't know if he would actually want to move his team up to WNBA, but I think if they ever decide to do it, I want 10% because it was my idea. So, you know. Oh, my gosh. Definitely was your idea, man. <laughs> and the show gets five that you put on this platform. That's fine. That's fine. We could all eat. Everybody eats, B. Everybody eats, B. <laughs> Right. All right, well, we had a pretty uh, pretty good show today. Had a lot of information. Of course, NCAA is still going crazy. And um, to piggyback on Kelsey's statement earlier today, the UNC Tar Heels actually won, and they are now headed to the Sweet 16 yet again. So that will be interesting. Um, did you guys want to piggyback one. on anything? Yes, my bracket is still number one. Let's just, oh just put it out there. Oh, let's, let's go ahead and talk about the brackets real quick because James is really filling himself with his bracket. Uh, I'm definitely uh, killing myself. So I got UNC. I got UNC left in one bracket, and Villanova killed me in the other bracket. I know Kelsey had Maryland in one, so she's done in that one. Who was your other pick, Kelsey? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did put UNC. No, I put. Duke I think you had Seton Hall or something crazy like that, didn't you? <gasps> You're just yes, trying you to did. expose all of me. I made yes, a couple. You, you guys see all my brackets, so I did have UNC in one of the million of brackets I made this year because I was trying to do better. For I'm talking myself. about our bracket. I feel like you had Seton Hall in there somewhere because I was like, who I did this? Do, I tried to do an upset, okay, because usually I just follow what I know of basketball knowledge, but I tried to do like the kids do on the shows when they just pick a team, but obviously that didn't work this year. So, Oh, you were picking by uniform color? <laughs> I was trying to have fun with it this year. I, I erased so, all my knowledge. James, you got both your teams left. You had UConn, uh, UNC, and who was the other one? Oh, no, I, I have, like, both my brackets are pretty much similar, except for, like, one or two kinks in it. Like, at oh, uh, oh. going further than one of them. But, but, you know, you can say boo all you want, but uh, 99.7% right now is my bracket. And, um, what? And so, yeah, my bracket, like, my percentage is 99.9%. No, I got to look that up. There's no way. There's no way. Right. Yeah, my, my percentage is 99.7 right now. No, I thought nobody's was perfect. I'm pretty sure I saw No, it's not perfect. It's the fact that, no, I'm coming coming down to the Sweet 16, like I, I picked the Sweet 16 except for one team. So that's why like, I, I have it wrong for two teams, matter of fact. So it's like, I guess. yeah, that's definitely not 99 nowhere. That's like 86 or something like that. <laughs> No, it's, it's right now, it's like 90, 92 right now, I think. His number dropping oh, yeah, lower and lower. Look at him. You hear him? I, I only got, I only got okay, look, I, you go into the app and check I'm out. I'm going in right now. Everybody check out the three of the crowd sports bracket so we can make sure James is a lion. Got look a at my points. Money. My points is 470 points. My PCT, what does that mean? Percentage. Yes, and what is it? I don't know. <laughs> what does it say? I can't. Go, go, what does it go say? Go, go look for yourself. You all have the apps. Go look for yourself. You know what I want everybody to do? What I really want everybody to do? I want everybody to log into the app and take a picture of Kelsey Pe- Pick and Seaton Hall oh to win the <laughs> oh Please screenshot that. Us, please. Tweet um, her for the rest of the week. Like, why would you do you that? You know what? This Kelsey is like Pick a lesson in life, you guys. There's, you always move forward. 
Yesterday was history. Tomorrow's the future. I didn't even know Seton Hall was in the tournament. Yeah. And she you. picked them to win the chip. Seton Hall was a decent <laughs> Thank you, Langston Hughes. Thank you, Langston Hughes. Thank you. I'm trying Thank to you. give faith to, to the teams that get no love this year. That was all. Yo, listen, listen. Kelsey Yo, real rap. Uh-huh. James does have 99.7%. I don't know Thank how he did much. it. Thank you very Who much. Who says these percentages? I'm thinking they have, like, the most biggest brainiacs on this stuff. This I mean, cannot I, be right. <laughs> I am a brainiac, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but to close out, I just want to say Kelsey picked Teen Hall because she oh, liked the coach. She had a nice suit on, and she was like, oh, my God, he's cute. No, he so. did not <laughs> so. Again, this year, I tried to have fun with it. I tried to erase the knowledge and just have fun because usually when I do it with the knowledge, I do bad. Now when I do it with – I don't know what to do. I'm not doing brackets next year, matter of fact. I'm saying it on air. I'm just too nah. hurt this year. You're so. doing brackets because your tremble, memble, mellow is coming back. Tremble, memble is coming back. Tremble, memble. <laughs> Say <laughs> mellow, everyone. That will be my last thing. Say mellow. He's coming back. All right. Oh, Go my goodness. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to wrap it up, man? Let's get out of here. To wrap it up on. <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. So make sure you guys follow us on all our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know the name, Three's of Crowd Sports. Stop playing with my name. I'll drill y'all. I ain't going to say it no more. I'm the other Ray J. We got Hippington and the real K and Nelson. Peace. We out of here. R.I.P. to the competition. Step, 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 step.